This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig, and uh, we are talking today about a topic that is is near and dear to my heart. Uh, we're going to be talking about journaling, and uh, I've got uh, our founder, Rocky Fleming, again here by my side. Hey there, bud. And uh, we're going to actually, this, this is one of those that uh, Rocky wanted to interview me, uh, just for, to, to turn it around a little bit. So, uh, Rocky, I'm going to turn it over to you and let you fire some questions at me. Well, this is one of those rare times that I get to flip-flop and get you over on the other side and mm-hmm. defending your position, right? Yeah, that's right. The problem is, with you defending your position, you'll be defending my position as well. <laughs> yes. Because I've been journaling now for, gosh, I started when I was 35 years old, so you do the math, I'm 73. Mm. And it's been a part of my life. And, it, and, and it's interesting how it, it has unfolded in my life. Uh, and it's led to a lot of other people discovering journaling as well. But it's not the following of an individual that it's all about. It's what we get out of it mm-hmm. ourselves. Because actually what happens is that we learn a new form of prayer in journaling. A way to converse with God. Do you, do you see it that way, Brian? Um, I, yeah, I could say a lot of different things about it. I think it's a. I think it ends up being a prayer form because it's it's a way for us to write down our thoughts to God, which is we can either speak them or we can write them. Right. Um, I think it's a it's a log of our life, a diary of our life. A, a, you know, a, like a, any great adventurer, you know, or or even army captains and all that. Everybody that was on some great adventure would keep a log mm-hmm. and keep a journal, a diary of what was going on and. If you think about the Bible, all those people were writing down things that they saw, and, and it became God's Word to us, you right. know? So it's very important to write down the things that God's doing. Right. So there's a lot of things I could say about it. It's almost a memorial, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, we have these events in our life. I call them signposts, uh, you know, or redirections and all that. I've looked back in my life, I've seen multitudes of redirections, Brian, and, and, and generally those redirections uh, have a little pain attached to it. Mm-hmm a little disappointment attached to it. And as I look back now, I see that, okay, as a result of that, it took me down a new path, but it turned out that path blessed me. Mm -hmm. And it was at that intersection right there that I did my heaviest journaling. Is that true with you? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm always writing down what's going on in my life. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm writing down scripture and and interacting with scripture and reacting to scripture, but I'm always writing down what's going on in my life. And I, I I feel like it'll be a legacy someday for my kids or or my, maybe my grandkids. Um, I, when I started a journey group and we teach the part on journaling, I, I always bring it this big box in and it's got, it's got about, 50 journals in it that I've been journaling since 1999 when right. I was 33 right. years old, so close right. to the time when you started. Right. Um, and I, I don't try to do this to impress them, although maybe a little bit, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but I want to show them what that, that long length of time looks like, that many journals. But, but I always say, if somebody gave me a box like that and said, this was your great-grandfather's spiritual journals, I would want to read that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have a desire to find out what 
my predecessor and, and the things that they went through. And so, yeah, so I think me writing down all the, the rough times and how God delivered me through, that'll be important for someone down the road of my children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren to read and just seeing how my faith was, was growing mm-hmm. through that. So, But if you don't write it down, it'll be lost. Yeah. You, you don't ever hear the stories. You know, Ryan, it's funny you, you say that because this is one of those things I'm thinking on the spot. But we, we like to look back at our roots, don't we? Mm-hmm. We like to go back, okay, I'm from Scotland. My grandfather's from there, and he's from the other one's from Germany. And, and, you, and you get the names, and, you, and then you go, and you trace those things back. And, and what you discover oftentimes is our characters that you really don't want them to claim as family, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, unless we find those that are uh, men and women of faith. Mm-hmm. And just think of what it would be like to look at something of a great-grandfather or great-grandmother's journals that may be 100 or 200 years old and see how the foundation of faith was established in their life and has now worked its way to me. Isn't that a legacy that Jesus talks about, that it, when he says, I want you to bear a fruit, a fruit that abides or a fruit that remains, that's one of those passages in John 15. Isn't, doesn't that sound a lot like what we're talking about here? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, whoever reads my journals, they're going to they're gonna read about a guy that was definitely not perfect yeah. and a guy who was struggled with a lot of things, a lot of, inner, and a lot of things I struggled with are just inner thoughts and you know, wrestling with things, and maybe my old man, and trying to become the new man, and but I'm because I'm pretty raw about writing about things. But but I think hopefully they'll see the Holy Spirit at work in a man's life, and they'll 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 read about some of those successes and those mm-hmm. triumphs and times where I it didn't it looked hopeless, and then God delivered, and because yeah, I write about all that stuff. Right, right. But again, if you don't write it down, no one's gonna ever know about it. Well, here's the thing about it, so that uh, the listener will not be confused. We're not talking about a diary mm-hmm. like a you know a ten year old girl would keep mm-hmm. my diary. Uh, it's not about just what's happening in my life today. Mm-hmm. It's not about you know that person who offended me and therefore I, I'm trying to figure out what to do about it. What it is is a it's actually a conversation with God, and we have a little uh, acronym that we use to try to help uh, uh, the. F- people who go through the journey, the first day, we uh, show them how to use it, and it's called what? STAR. Why don't you explain that? Yeah, so it's S-T-A-R, and uh, Rocky uh, came up with this as a way to just help people, because people think, how do you journal? I'm not a writer. I don't know how to do this, and so it's very simple. So S is scripture, so you should, uh, you'll, this is an assumption that we'll always be in God's Word to find our answers. Yeah. So as you're in God's Word, you write down what scriptures He's showing you, and, and that can be just writing a reference to what verse it is, or even writing out the scripture, the whole verse. Sometimes people, it's helpful to do that. So that's the S. T is the thought conveyed. So what is that scripture saying to me? And you just write down, what, what do you think that scripture's saying? What, what thought is being conveyed? A is application. So how does that scripture written thousands of years ago apply to my life today? And just write down, what is God trying to tell me about what, how that applies to me today? And then R is response. And the response, I think, could either be a prayer back to God. Often that it ends up in being a prayer. Yeah, a reply. Back to God, yeah. A reply. 
Or sometimes I think it's God saying he wants you to do something. Yeah. So you're writing down what he's telling you a to reaction. go do. A reaction. Yeah. Uh, and being obedient to some right. something he's prompting you to go do. Right. And so you write all that stuff down in your journal, and, and it does become a two-way conversation. Okay. So it's not just us reading God's word, which is one way. It's reacting to God's word back and forth. And uh, all of a sudden, you're having a conversation with God, and, and you, you leave the, that time feeling very edified. Yeah. And, and a lot of times with a to-do list, some, some things he's got oh, yeah. for you to do. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you probably don't know this, that wh- why I inserted uh, Star into the journey. And it happened about the second group that I had, uh, that I had a, a very, very successful uh, retired Walmart executive who was in that journey group, and and I was speaking about journaling, and, and he was having an extremely hard time. Uh, he was a new Christian. He didn't know much about Scripture. He didn't know where to read. He didn't, he didn't know how to read. I mean, all those things that go on with people that are rather ignorant of 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 the Bible and and very innocent and young in their in their faith. And so I tried to make it very easy for him uh, by creating this four points of find a scripture that in your reading that really stops you mid-track. And, and this is where the Lord is saying, hang out on this a little bit and listen to me. All right, so now when you listen to the Lord, what you want to do is you want to listen intently, don't you? Mm-hmm. So that's when we say, look at the thought that's being conveyed in that scripture. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, it's not just about listening to words. The Lord is speaking to you because there's something in your life that it needs to apply to. It might be a trouble you're going through. It might be a decision you're going to be making. It might be a relationship you have. In other words, it's the the work of the Holy Spirit to disciple us with communication, communication to us. And so when we make application of that scripture and that thought to our life, it's like, aha, uh-huh, the Lord is speaking to me. And to confirm that, we speak back to him. Hmm. And so this man came back to me and said, that was profound. I'm thinking, that was profound? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so simple. Hmm. But it is so true that God does want to have a conversation with us, doesn't he? Hmm. What are some outstanding journals that you, that just getting you on the spot right now, but Mm -hmm. some points of time when you were journaling and it was like one of those things that God just opened up and said, listen to me here. Can you remember something that stands out? Oh gosh, I don't think I could come up with one in particular instance other than, uh, you know, there's those times with the Lord that are just more powerful than others. Like when he's really speaking clearly about something, you just know he is. Well, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. Uh, You've said oftentimes about the dark Mm -hmm. night of the soul. Right. That's right. And you went through a period of the dark night of the soul. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. How was the journaling then? Yeah, it's that's what I was. I was actually going to say that the times when you're really struggling with something or yeah. you're really wrestling, that's when I my pages are filled. You know, it's several pages. When everything's pretty steady, Eddie, and I'm feeling pretty good, yeah. maybe it's you know half a page or something like that. Yeah. But, but when I'm struggling with something, it's I'm writing a lot of stuff down. Okay. And and you know I you just want to say this about the diary thing. I, maybe that's a little more my style, you know, and you kind of develop your own style, and that's fine. <laughs> so men's ministry, Brian. We don't I'm not do saying like I'm, a, I'm not a 
16 year old girl, but, 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 but no, I'm like Lewis and Clark. Okay. You know, they wrote down what was going on in uh, their journey. More like Louise and Clark. No, no, <laughs> not Thelma and Louise. But, uh, but I, no, I, uh, I, it helps me just to write, to start writing down everything going on in my life. And then when I bring the scripture into it, it makes more sense of, yeah. oh, you know, this is how it's kind of got solved or whatever. But uh, so it, like in times when I'm struggling, I'm writing down yeah. all the junk right. that I'm that I'm up against the wall and don't know about But uh, and crying out to God. I mean, if you read the Psalms, how many times was David just crying out to the Lord? You know, you could tell he was struggling. Yeah. He was having the dark night of the soul many times. Right. There's times he's praising God, which is awesome. But uh, so I write all that stuff down, you know. And I, you know, I haven't gone back and really read a lot of my journals. Oddly enough, some people do. They go back and read all the, mm-hmm. the journals. I, I don't think I've gone back and read too much. But when you do go do it, it's amazing. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my gosh. I mean, you realize how God really showed up. You also realize how much you've grown through it. When you look back. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. At the time, it seemed like, oh, my gosh, how am I ever going to make it through this? And you're looking written backwards. You go, God really carried you through it, you know. So, so yeah, there's no doubt when you're, when you're wrestling, journaling is very or, – or, you know, let me put it this way. Some people say, I don't have time to journal. Because man, I'm just my I'm just so stressed, and I got all this stuff going on. I'm going. That's when you need to journal the most. Yeah. Is if you don't have time, you really need to stop and slow down. You know. So. Anyway. So I, I have a confession, Brian. Oh, I do the same thing. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I put current events. This is what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Because I want it stated in there that uh, when God starts to speak to me about something, I want it to connect with what's going on in my life. And it's co- not coincidental that, I, that that this subject's coming up because a few weeks ago my grandson Beck was visiting us and he went into some closet and everything and started digging out some of my old journals. And he dug out one in 1982. Mm. And and I began reading it and, and it was almost like I was there again. I could remember all of the things that were going on, the emotions uh, the challenges that I was going through, uh, the fears that I was going through, the comfort that I was finding in Scripture, the hope I found in Scripture when yet it had not come. And and now I'm looking back and seeing, wow, it did come. Mm. God worked me through that. And he's taken me through a process of years and years of the same thing. Whenever something comes up, if I can pull close to him and let him speak to me in that need, then uh, then I'm going to grow in faith and because I'm going to see him more clearly. Do you see that the same way? Yeah, I, I was just, you are bringing to memory, um, there was one of our prayer retreats for one of the journey groups I was leading, and I felt the Lord telling me to grab a particular old journal for some reason. Hmm. I felt like he wanted me to bring it. So when I was in my three hours away by myself, I started reading through it. And I think part of this was God getting me ready to, for the move I was going to make in a few years to, to move to influencers. But but I'm reading about the first time Rocky Fleming came to Tulsa, Oklahoma, <laughs> and I was writing about you mm. and our first meeting we had with the guys there. And, and it was so funny. It was so cool to read it. And you, you said, there's a tremor that's about to hit Tulsa. There's a tremor that's going to be hitting hitting Tulsa and it's it's going to be a, a wave that's going to go throughout the city. I mean, which you were just kind of speaking 
from the heart or prophetically. And of course, this is years after that. I'm reading back about it. I'm thinking, because it happened. Yeah. You know, we started with one group and then it just started spreading. And now Frank Khalil's continuing on the work. But yeah. but it was so special for me to, to read. I'm so glad I wrote all that down. Yeah. Or I would have kind of probably forgotten that you said that and all that. So, uh, and it just showed me God's faithfulness. And God was setting something up and, and he was guiding me. And maybe he wanted me to read that because he was getting my heart ready to join the the tremor world you know globally you know come and and come over here and join influencers it's just really cool well again uh you know we are trailblazers aren't we we're not historians we're pioneers we're always moving forward Mm -hmm. rather than looking back now i think there's value in looking back Mm -hmm. Uh, we learn from our past we learn from our history Uh, hopefully we don't repeat some bad history But I think the great thing about looking back on our life, if we keep a journal, is that we see the history mm-hmm. of God's faithfulness. And it's always there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He is always there, even in the most desperate times. And, you know, he gives, he gives us a vision uh, at some point in our life of the man that we will one day be. And it might be very, very vague. I know that... Uh, I shared this with you before that I was about 39 years old. That in when I was journaling, that the Lord gave me a, a kind of a real, real cloudy vision that I would be involved with ministry and, and I'd be a writer. And that that was the most impossible thing that you would ever imagined that I could have even considered at that time. But uh, but what I have seen historically is that God did show me a glimmer of that man, but then the next several years was uh, used to remold that man or me for the man that is doing what I'm doing now. And I think that communication process that God gives us about a grander uh, involvement that we're going to have with our life, that it's... It's not just to be mundane, that we are adventurers. Mm-hmm. We are to be conquerors. When I say conquerors, I'm talking about we are to take holy territory. And we are to spread the gospel. We are to make God's name famous. That's our mission in it, Brian. Mm-hmm. And so when we're going through those formative years that we're being prepared for, it, learning to listen and learning to connect with the way the Lord is reforming us for the man of the future. Well, that's vitally important for us. Well, I think somewhere along that time, you've told me that God impressed upon you that that verse in Habakkuk, Mm -hmm. where he says, write the vision down and make it plain so it could be carried out, carried forward. And uh, and God had given me that verse too. And I think that's what we're doing when we're journaling. We're writing these things down, writing the visions down. And, and some of these are very important things that God's revealing to us, you know, that, that will not only affect our future, but it is be for other people to, mm-hmm. to benefit from. So let's, let's talk about some of the, uh, some other things that happen from journaling. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Mississippian, and I don't think we're masters of communicators by, by any, <laughs> any, any stretch of the imagination because most people have to have our words translated, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> How do you spell y'all? Yeah. <laughs> well, then tell you, it's not you all. <laughs> but um, we're, here's where I'm going with that, is that 
it is something about writing it down that helps us to be able to understand how to articulate something more clearly. Don't you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. There's some. Yeah. It. The way I like to think of it is, um, journaling helps you get the things that are in your heart on paper, mm-hmm. and then it also has. Conversely, it helps God's word get into your heart. There's something about writing it down. Right. I mean, it's almost just like the college professors who said you should take notes because you're you're more likely to remember things if you write them down. I had another guy in one of my journey groups say, I just kind of realized why journaling is important. And I was like, what? And he said, it makes me slow down because it takes time to write. You know, I'm so used to going, blowing and going, it makes me slow down to have to write something down. And we live in such a fast-paced society that we don't write, hand-write things down anymore. We right. type really fast, we text really fast, we talk really fast, and it makes you slow down. Yeah. And, and, they, and this guy was saying there's a value in that where you can hear better, you know. And So I thought that was just brilliant. Well, I talk, talk real slow and I type real slow. <laughs> and I type because my, my handwriting is so bad I can't even read it. I'm, I'm like Leonardo da Vinci. He, he put all his things, he wrote backwards, so you have to read it in a mirror. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to decipher mine. Oh, man. But anyway. Well, they have new technologies and stuff that you can yeah. take your handwriting and can, you know, translate it or whatever. Yeah. You know, another, uh, another thing, uh, this is just something that comes to my mind, is uh, I read a book called Letters from Dad mm-hmm. years ago, and it was talking about this guy whose dad had suddenly passed away, and he was a grown man when his dad passed away. And he was in his dad's garage, and he was fumbling through his fishing tackle and his lures, and he, he, he was looking for something, and he didn't know what he was looking for. And, but nothing, he couldn't find anything that satisfied what he was looking for. And he figured out what he was looking for was a word from his dad. Really? He wanted to hear from his dad. Mm-hmm. And, and he wished his dad would have ever written something down or even, in the, his case, write his, his dad never wrote him a letter or wrote him a card. And, he, and so he started being intentional about writing his kids letters and writing his wife letters and put, making it very special. Um, to me, that all tied into journaling, though. So, you know, if, if, if I'm dead and gone, my kids are, if they're grieving, they can read my journals and it'll be like hearing from dad, you know. So yeah. I think it's, that's part of the legacy part of it, I think. Would you mind if I shared a little private thing? Go ahead. I've never shared with you before. Okay. Uh, but it's it's strange you bring that up about letters from Dad. Uh, is When I was 29 years old, my father was killed in an industrial accident. And he, he would have been uh, retired one month later. And um, he had worked there at this Masonite plant for about 40 years. It was a sudden thing. And um, my father uh, didn't uh, come to know Christ until he was in his 40s. And he was a pretty rough character before that. Good man, but rough character. And, uh, and, uh, and he started attending church with my mother, and they were really loved their church there at First Baptist in Laurel, Mississippi, in the choir, the whole thing. And, uh, and my mother was teaching Sunday school class, large Sunday school class. And, uh, and, and my father had been asked to give his testimony. And he was not a public speaker, and I think he'd probably be pretty, pretty uh, you know, intimidated by it. But uh, he had written out his testimony, completely written it out, several pages. I didn't know about it. And so when he was killed, I went down to his locker 
to uh, to be able to you know break into it and get some private things out of it. And uh, when I went into his locker, right at the top of that locker was that personal testimony. Mm. First time I'd ever read it. And I gave it to the pastor of the church who was going to preach his funeral, and he says, may I use this? And I said, certainly. And so he used that letter to minister to the congregation. And in a brief period of time, my father had somewhat of a journal that prepared us all for his death. Uh, and I think that that probably ministered to us more than anything, was having something that was in writing from our father that was telling us about his relationship with Christ. Mm. And, um, you know, I just thought about that as you were talking. Makes the point right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's very important. And I, I, I mean, I've just, I've been, a, like I said, journaling since 1999 for quite a while, you know, and I just, I just love it. I mean, it's just part of my, it's part of my time with the Lord. And I think for any of our, it's the hardest thing. I mean, that's universally in all the years I've been doing journey groups. That's one of the hardest things about the journey. Guys say is they have a hard time journaling for some reason. Well, I mean, why, just, what do you, what do you, th- why do you think the reasons that, that there's that reason? I, I think they're just, uh, People don't give themselves to it. They don't try it. You know, they're they're or they don't think they have anything to say. They disqualify themselves, or maybe it's spiritual warfare that Satan doesn't want them journaling, so he distracts them. I don't know. Do you think uh, it could be a breakthrough though that you have to do it until you have a breakthrough, and then when you have that breakthrough, then oh wow, this becomes yeah, I do, and I I think when we do the we do a little lesson in the first lesson, we teach them how to do it, and Mm -hmm. and they do it right in front of, and usually that's a light bulb for guys. And I think maybe uh, it'd be worthwhile in a lot of future journey groups to do journaling, journaling in the journey group session, just to keep them, getting them, keep pushing it until the light bulb, until the breakthrough comes. Right. I, I, I always tell this story, but I led a journey group and I led a guy that I'd gone to college uh, with, but, and, and we both had come to the Lord since college. And anyway, uh, we went through the whole journey group, and then I asked him to co-guide the next year, and then we were about halfway through it. And anyway, his dad, uh, who had been kind of decided he was an atheist and and then he was starting to come back to the Lord and then uh, got cancer and, and then uh, his dad committed suicide. Uh, so it was a real tragedy. We yeah. watched this man go through this whole thing. But anyway, after all that happened, he came to me and he said, I got a confession to make. And I said, what's that? He goes, well, he goes, I finally get journaling. Hmm. And he goes, I, I just have to tell you, I didn't journal one time the whole first time we went through the journey. And he goes, as your co-guide, I have not journaled this whole time. Because after Dad died, he goes, I found myself in his apartment for three days. And all I did was journal for mm. three days. I journaled all about his life. I, I found scriptures that, that helped me through the whole thing. I journaled about those. I, I processed everything for like three days, just journaling nonstop. Yeah. He goes, now I get the power of journaling. Right. You know, so uh, it just comes to guys at different times, and and we I guess we can just tell you it's powerful and you should do it. But until you grab hold of it yourself, but but, but we've seen it enough to know that it works. Not just for us, we've seen it. Well, you know, Brian, God uh, whispers to us on our mountaintops, but He shouts to us in our pain. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you know, we recommend that people whenever whenever they're processing anything that is a painful, challenging. I mean, really, really uh, desperate. Get their journal. 
go to a quiet place, get along with God, take, take your Bible, and just let him talk to you mm-hmm. and write it down. And then, you know, we even have people that, uh, that feel like that God writes them letters and they, they will write down what is a letter from God. Uh, we know Pete McKenzie and I did that out there after Susan died. Mm-hmm. And he was grieving. I said, Pete, let's go to the beach, get, let's get our journals, let's go get some letters from God, mm-hmm. and then we'll read them to each other and see what he's saying to us. And he said that's one of the, a remarkable time in his mind that helped him with a very uh, heavy grief that he was going through. And that's getting along with his father and, and letting him minister to him. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Brian, uh, we've got just a few minutes left, and I'd like to ask you this. If you were to uh, have any recommendation that would help people get journaling and stay with it, what comes to your mind? Well, I think... Uh Again, you just got to figure out what works best for you. You know, if you're not a if you're not a writer, or you don't you know you don't feel like you're a good writer. Just write bullet points. It doesn't have to be big long prose. It doesn't have to be poetry. It doesn't have to you know. And I would say just do a little bit at a time. It doesn't have to be long either. You know, if you look at my early journals in 1999, there were maybe like three or four lines long. Right. That's okay. You know, just start small, but but get in the habit of doing it is what I would say. And and. You know, this is for all you guys leading journey groups out there who are listening. This is why it's so important um, to share from the journals, Mm -hmm. because uh, some of the most powerful things that have ever happened in my journey groups have been from people sharing from their journals. And sometimes if a man's struggling with the journaling, if he hears another man's journal, it inspires him. Well, maybe I should go try that because this guy's really getting fed this way. So I would just say uh, stick with it. Try it. Um, I, I, I talk about this too. I was in Egypt, you know, in a foreign country, speaking through translation. And, uh, you know, by the way, the star method doesn't really apply as far as S-T-A-R because yeah. the Arabic no, words or letters don't word. work. It goes backwards, first of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Right to left. But, but the thought of, of what those mean yeah. works. And so I taught them how to do that, and we gave them all a journal. And I watched those people writing in their however they write their hieroglyphic, you know, yeah, yeah. in the Arabic or whatever. And uh, and people said they felt like they heard from God for the first time in their life. Wow. I mean, so it, it works in all cultures, all different places. So yeah. so you have to kind of trust us on it if you've never done it. But uh, I encourage you to try it, and you'll be amazed. And and by the way, we're not legalistic. You can type it out. You don't have to handwrite <laughs> it. You can, you can do whatever you need to do, but, but just try it because it does work. Right. Well, Brian, uh, it is customary for you to sign us off, so okay. why don't you take it from here? Okay. Well, thank you, Rocky, for uh, for interviewing me. But uh, I want to tell you that uh, if you go to our website, there's a lot of great resources out there, influencers.org. Uh, and one thing I want to point out, we have a little document that uh, called Journaling 101 that you might want to take a look at. And if you go under resources and documents to download, you'll find that journaling 101. You might want to, it's about a four page little thing about journaling. But uh, anyway, uh, we hope this has blessed you and hope you will try journaling or keep journaling if, if you haven't, if you've been doing it for a while. So this is the Influencers Network podcast and uh, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director of Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.